You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Own Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. We're, of course, produced by Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host of the show each and every week. Uh, I am also the lead correspondent at Rocket Sports Media covering the Laval Rocket and Habs Prospects. I also happen to cover the Montreal Canadiens for Rocket Sports Media via our weekly YouTube show called Habs Hockey Report. Uh, if you'd like to know where to check that out, you can go to youtube.com slash allhabs and just tap the subscribe button. Uh, happy that you're here with us today. Uh, if this is your first time here, welcome aboard. If you are a longtime listener, we're happy to have you back. Um, we're getting into a bit of the dog days of summer, of course, and so... Uh, as uh, cottage season really takes full effect, we're seeing a, a significant slowdown in free agency signings, and I think it's going to start to get fairly quiet now for the next four to five weeks as GMs kind of uh, settle things down a bit before uh, action really starts to pick up in, in September again. But that doesn't mean that we don't have things to talk about, because we certainly do. Uh, and today on the show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, leveling up in Laval. Um, if you listened to our flagship podcast, that would be the Canadians Connection podcast hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. Uh, that comes out every Saturday and you can hear that over at canadiansconnection.fm. Um, if you checked that out this week, uh, you'll know that they spent a good deal of time talking about the massive influx of prospects that are coming into the pro ranks for the Canadians organization uh, this coming season. When I say the pro ranks, it's because we're talking about at the NHL level and at the AHL level. Um, and so, you know, every year, if you're a longtime listener, you know that um, we talk a lot about prospect development. It's one of the big things that we have focused on here at Rocket Sports Media for years and years and years, and it is the development of prospects because that is truly what feeds organizations their future talent and sets them up in future years to be successful and contend for a Stanley Cup. It's something that we have always touted as being one of the biggest responsibilities that any NHL organization uh, has in their in their back pocket and on their agenda. 
Uh, and we have, quite frankly, been critical of the Montreal Canadiens over the past 10 years or so on their methodology of developing their prospects and where they have failed. Um, a lot of that was under the Mark Bergevin regime. Um, and so now, you know, Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon have taken the helm. They've settled into their roles a little bit. And this upcoming season promises to be one of the most crucial seasons for development in terms of the franchise's current rebuild that they're in. So today I want to just talk to you a bit about what that means for the Laval Rocket. Um, Rick and Michael on the Canadians Connection podcast last week spoke in depth about uh, this in general uh, and had a lot of great quick clips from Jean-Francois Houle, the head coach over uh, for the Laval Rocket, as well as Rob Ramage. Um, I highly, if you missed that, I highly suggest you go check out last Saturday's episode because they'll go uh, a little more into detail with some audio and some analysis. Um, what I want to do today is just remind you of what the roster could look like this year in Laval. Um, what I have felt has been an unfortunate um, side effect, let's say, of the AHL affiliate for the Montreal Canadiens moving so close to home and moving to Laval has been this natural desire of the organization to please their local fan base. And, and I can certainly understand that. Um, however, I feel at times they've overcompensated uh, in an attempt to please the fan base, sell out Place Bell. Um, and as such, I'm not sure that they've always selected the correct players in free agency to sign. Uh, and there have been times over the years that it has... That, that development has not taken the priority over playing either the local guys or playing the guys who were, you know, whether they were a prospect or not didn't really matter. It was more about winning. Um, and so those things are, there's, there's a time and a place for all of that. Um, so yes, admittedly, myself, Rick Stevens, a few of us here at Rocket Sports have been constructively critical about some of the decisions ha that have been made, but there have been successes in Laval as well, uh, most notably two seasons ago when they made it all the way to the conference final, um, getting edged out by the Springfield Thunderbirds in game seven of the conference final and just missing uh, the Calder Cup final uh, just by a, a hair's breadth. So... What does that mean for this coming season? We're going to look at the prospects who could and should be in the lineup this season. The roster is going to look, if you thought the roster last year looked a little younger, uh, well, this year it's not going to be recognizable for a lot of fans who maybe have only started paying attention to the AHL because the Laval Rocket are in their backyard. Um, and maybe don't quite understand the true purpose of the AHL, which is not necessarily to bring home a Calder Cup every year. It's, if that happens, great. As long as that happens at the same time that you're developing your prospects for a potential transition to the NHL to the very best of your ability. Um, and so, I mean, the, the, the definition of the American Hockey League is that it is the primary development league for the NHL. That is the goal of the American Hockey League. So today we're going to take a look at what the, the roster, I'm not talking about early lineups because free agency isn't done yet, particularly 
it's difficult enough to predict what a lineup on opening night could look like at the NHL level uh, this early in the game. Uh, it's nigh impossible to do it at the AHL level. So we're not talking about lineups. We're just talking about like bodies on the ice, how many prospects could be there and and how that might how things might go a little differently this year than they did last year or how they should go a little differently this year than they did last year. Let's first start with a look back before we look forward. Let's compare what happened last year versus what could happen and should happen this year. One thing that I think will be consistent over both last year and this year for the Laval Rocket is that there was, their record was, let's, <laughs> let's not try to polish it. Their record was abysmal to start the season. Um, and quite frankly, that is likely to happen again this year. And I'm not worried about it. There's a few reasons for that. It's not always easy to come together. The AHL lineup from year to year does not have a lot of that carryover of personnel from season to season like the NHL does. And so it sometimes takes certain dressing rooms a little longer than others in the AHL to find that cohesion and the cohesiveness and to come together and find their chemistry. Um, Sometimes it depends on the age of the AHL dressing room uh, from team to team as far as how much experience is in that room to start an AHL season. I expect that, you know, if we go back to last year, uh, last year was a horrible start for the Laval Rocket. Um, and I think people had a bit too high of an expectation for Laval last fall coming off of that appearance in the conference final just a few months before that, even though we knew that there were going to be a lot of veterans that were going to leave and there was going to be a number of prospects that were going to come in uh, last last fall, which was probably going to make them a little less likely to have that winning record to start the season. Um, but it, it kind of really fell off a cliff. They really struggled in the first couple of months. And I expect that to happen again this year I don't want to say more so, I don't want to say the same amount, but I, I expect there to be more losses than wins to start the season this year, purely because of how green and young this roster should be night after night. Um, not only in the skater core, but in goal as well. Um, and we're going to talk about why that should be, why that's going to be the case in a few minutes. Um, so after last year's terrible start, uh, Laval kind of really did improve. They, they turned a corner in January. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that once again, the Montreal Canadiens were absolutely plagued with injury. And once again, um, they had to leech a ton of players from Laval as emergency call-ups to fill in the roster at the NHL level. Now, that could have really sunk the rocket. I mean, it's something that every AHL team faces every year. But instead, the, the guys who got called up from the ECHL to fill those empty holes on the Laval roster um, really embraced that next man up mentality. And some of them really stepped up. Some of them really wanted to make a difference. Um, and I think 
I think there was a good feeling in the locker room and a good chemistry and a good team motivation that we can overcome anything. We can do this. And so I think, you know, I think a lot of it was, I don't want to say luck, but I think it's certainly being able to win in, in cases of adversity when your team has been stripped to the bare bones. A lot of that comes from leadership from the coaching staff and, and, and a lot of that comes from leadership in the locker room and, 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 a, and a team of guys who are really trying to succeed together. Um, however, they made this late half of the season kind of resurgence after struggling for so long. And then it became a three-team race for that final playoff position. And if you remember, we now have a, a playoff structure in the AHL where there is a best of three play-in round for the the teams that just squeak into qualifying, and I'll put this in air quotes, qualifying for the playoffs. And it became in the North Division a three-team race as to who was going to lock up that fifth and final spot in the division to to qualify for that play-in round. And I did feel that in those last two to three weeks of the regular season, the Laval Rocket lost a bit of their focus on development and their prospects in favor of doing everything they could to win, to qualify for that play-in round. And I criticized that at the time, and I stand by that because it was... It was pretty obvious from anyone with an analytical eye watching the team all season that even if they qualified for the playoffs, they weren't going to make it very far. Uh, compared to the other talent in the North Division, much less the Eastern Conference and absolutely definitely in the Western Conference, uh, there wasn't going to be a deep playoff run like there had been the season prior. And so I would have preferred to have seen um, some of the young prospects who came in late at the end of the season after their NCAA seasons were done and things, so on and so forth. Uh, I would like to have seen them get some opportunities and get their feet wet and and be able to better understand what they were about to jump into full force this fall when they actually, you know, started their rookie seasons in the AHL. Instead, they seem to to shoot, shift more towards wanting to qualify for that last playoff position. Uh, certain players that came in, there are some who never even dressed for a game. Um, and okay, they did manage to qualify and they were swept in that first best of three round. They lost both games that they played uh, and it was over before it even began. Um, and, and JF will even admitted in his post, uh, you know, his, his exit interview uh, on, on exit day uh, that they were not a team. He, he admitted, he said, you know, we, we weren't a team who was built for success in the playoffs. So he knew very well that even if they qualified for the playoffs, they weren't going to make it very far because they just weren't built for it with what they had to work with. Um, so as far as this year goes, I expect them to have a bad start. Um, and that's okay. The The new guys are going to need to get their feet wet and they're going to need to learn the ropes. They're going to need to learn the pro game, the AHL game, and there's going to be a significant adjustment period and some growing pains. And I'm fine with that. I expect things to level out a little bit, probably in December. And then I would like to see small improvements being made, but I don't want to ever see this season 
development being sacrificed for winning. And I understand that the the coaching staff's motto is development in a winning environment. And I am all for that. Uh, but I do, but I also don't believe that a winning environment should come at the sacrifice of development opportunities. So we're going to take a break here for a moment. And on the other side, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about why I feel that's so important for this upcoming season and why the prospects need to get optimal ice time with the guidance and mentorship of the veterans and the experienced guys who will be on the ice with them uh, to really help prepare them because there is such an in insanely amazing crop of talent who is about to make their debuts in Laval this year. And it's very exciting. And I, 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 it's for the first time in a decade of covering the AHL for the Montreal Canadiens organization, I actually have excitement and real hope that this could be the year that they actually develop a really top talent prospect pool. Um, and so I have my fingers crossed about that. So we're going to take a quick break here on the other side. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about who could be and should be in the lineup for Laval this fall, who could eventually be wearing an NHL sweater. Stay with us. You are listening to the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg requisite for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. We are so glad that you're here with us today. Once again, I'm your host of the show. My name is Amy Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. Uh, you can also follow this podcast at The Press Zone most importantly, you want to follow at Rocket Sports. Uh, that is uh, Rick Stevens' account, but it's also our Rocket Sports Media account where you will get all of the latest updates from all of our content at the Hockey News Montreal 
team site. Uh, that's right. Uh, in case you missed the news, all of us here at Rocket Sports are now contributing to the new Hockey News Montreal team site. Uh, Rick Stevens is the site editor for that, and you can find that content at thn.com slash Montreal. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please uh, tap that subscribe button and also share this podcast. Just hit that share button and share this episode on your favorite social media platform. Okay, so in the first half of the show, we talked about what development in Laval this year could look like and compared it a little bit to what happened and how things transpired last year. So why is it so important? Well, you know, there's going to be some familiar names from last year um, that we'll see in the lineup again this year in terms of prospects. Jan Meshack is still there. Um, we'd like to see Jan Meshack take some steps forward this year. Um, William Trudeau will likely be there, uh, as well as Matthias Norlander will be there. Xavier Simino still there. Um, and of course, in goal, as long as he doesn't get claimed on waivers, Caden Primo will likely be in the net. So there was already some young talent, um, Last year, Justin Barron is another one. It's it's unclear yet as whether as to whether or not Barron will make the Canadians roster or not. So it could be that he is he's a call up guy and, and a top pairing defenseman for uh, the Laval Rocket, which would be just fine. Um, so then you say, okay, well we know that they've signed some veterans. You know, Gabriel Bork is going to be back. Uh, they've brought Toby Paquette Bisson back after having a year of him uh, out on the West Coast. He's back in the in the fold. You know, there will be those kinds of um, veteran guys who've been around and 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 can can fill their role as well. But when you look at the crop of talent. Um, who is there for the first time? Um, we should also mention Jaden Struble, and I and I kind of I kind of left him out as far as returning because Struble only joined the Rocket at the end of the season. So when you look at the back end, you've got Jaden Struble who will likely who will be there. Logan Mayu will likely be there. Uh, you also have Miguel Torney. He is a Habs prospect. I don't expect him to be uh, NHL caliber, um, but but it's it's quite possible. As well as Jared Davidson. Um, Jared Davidson, they elected not to sign to an ELC. Instead, they've given him an AHL contract. It's kind of his, his show me contract. Uh, they'd like, obviously, they want to see him do well in Laval this season, and maybe he'll then earn an NHL contract in his sophomore season. So that's just on the back end. Justin Barron, Logan Mayu, Jaden Struble, Jared Davidson. You've got Matthias Norlander, Miguel Torney, William Trudeau all in the mix as well. And that's not including the veterans that you have. On the front end, it's even it gets even more dynamic. You've got guys, uh, one returning forward who is not someone the Cavs drafted but is considered a prospect because they acquired him in a trade is ML Heineman. Expect Heineman to have a big role this year. They've also made a free agency signing of Leas Anderson. Uh, Leas Anderson is a young, explosive forward prospect. Uh, could be your top line center. Um, and uh, expect him to do big things as well. Those kinds of guys will be supporting the likes of Sean Farrell, Joshua Waugh, Philip Meshar, Riley Kidney. Um, keep him, you know, Philip Meshar, 
has said that he does not intend to go back to the OHL and it doesn't look like there's room for him to go back to the OHL. So he, you know, he has fully set his sights on playing in the AHL this year. You won't have Owen Beck playing in Laval this year. Uh, I, there was someone in the media who, who mentioned that, that Owen Beck might, if he doesn't make the Canadians roster, that he'll be playing in, in Laval. And, and that simply won't be the case. He's not eligible to. Uh, for Owen Beck, he either needs to make the NHL roster out of training camp. If he doesn't, he will go back to junior uh, because he's only 19. He's not eligible to play in the AHL as of yet. Um, and so you've got this massive crop of talent. Sean Farrell, Joshua Waugh, Philip Meshar, Riley Kidney, uh, Justin Barron, Logan Mayu, Jaden Struble, Jared Davidson. These are all names that we're not used to seeing in Laval. I mean, this is an enormous amount of talent coming in at the AHL level who need to take the priority, who need to have the ice time, who need to make a lot of mistakes so that they can learn a lot of lessons. Um, and it's why my, you know, like we've said with the Canadians for the last season or two, that Habs fans would need to have patience during the rebuild. I think this is a year that Laval fans will need to have patience with their AHL team um, because it's possible they don't make the playoffs this year. Although with the way the AHL has structured their playoff qualification, it's hard to not qualify for at least that play-in round. So I think Laval might make the play-in round. I don't expect them to be a contender this year. But I think a lot of really exciting things at the development level could really happen this year, uh, particularly in goal. I mentioned Caden Primo. If he doesn't get claimed on waivers, he'll be back. But more importantly, Jakob Dobis will be in net. And this is a this is going to be a big year for Jakob Dobis. Jakob Dobis is one of the players who I would have liked to have seen at least be able to play and start one game at the end of the season for Laval last year. Um, they didn't, I, you know, I, I can't, I can only speculate as to why, but I believe, I, I think that it's likely because they were trying to win, uh, to, to get that playoff spot. And so, you know, throwing a goaltender who's never played an AHL game into an intense end of the regular, regular season playoff push, it, it could be a little demanding. Um, and so he didn't get in, he didn't get to, to, to try a game last year. So I'm hoping this year he's going to get a significant amount of, of the crease. Um, and I can't wait to see how his early steps go in his rookie season. There is a lot of excitement around the Laval Rocket this year. Uh, we've always, you know, really pounded the philosophy that AHL hockey is exceptionally competitive in some ways it can be more competitive than the AHL or excuse me uh, than the NHL not saying that there's a comparison but the AHL game is played differently it's an exceptionally talented league and it's an exceptionally competitive league and it can be very exciting to watch. And I think Laval is going to be a lot of fun to watch because as their prospects, all of these names that I've listed, as they start to make strides in each of their individual games and together as a team, Habs fans are going to start really getting excited for the day that comes down the road in the future. Maybe not this season. In some cases, maybe not even next season. But for when 
these players start to put on a Canadian sweater and take their first strides on NHL ice. Uh, and and that's that's what they're there to do. They're, they're there to learn the pro game and get ready for that call up and get ready to make their NHL debut. We will be with you every step of the way through their journey this year. Uh, you know, I think it could be a very fun, exciting, and successful season in Laval. Uh, and of course, as I said, bookmark THN.com slash Montreal. We will have all of the coverage of the Laval Rocket and the Habs prospects there. Uh, myself and Chris G are the ones on the team who cover Laval, and we'll continue to do that. And, uh, you can also be sure to come back to this podcast every Tuesday where we will have updates. Patrick Williams will be back with me uh, for the AHL hot stove next week. So we know uh, that he's going to have some great insight and, and some knowledge and some opinions to bring as well as um, the league meetings are taking place this week uh, for the AHL. So we'll see if he has any news coming out of those meetings for us next week. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us at Rocket Sports on Twitter. And don't forget to mark your calendars and come back again next Tuesday for another exciting episode of the Press On, Press On Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.